So let me get this straight. You have a producer from the mainstream media in there, but she's not impressed with MWMB, huh? But she was intrigued by the "What do you got to lose?" party. Oh, well, that's and, good. And, and the promise of and the promise of Funyuns. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Funyuns for everybody at the What Have You Got to Lose? No, seriously, folks, What Have You Got to Lose? This is Jim and Alex's bid for the presidency. And we got to get going, pal, because, I mean, did you see Rick Perry this weekend? Uh, which time? Saturday, Rick Perry, governor of Texas and uh, possible presidential aspirant, held a 30,000-person prayer rally. You see that? Yeah. I think you Republicans might have found somebody. Well, you know, I... Hang I, on, Jim. Once once again, we've, we've already jumped into it. I haven't even introduced us yet. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of Middle-Aged White Men Bitching. That's MWMB, your source for homemade rhetoric. Coming to you from the left, I'm Alex Jeffries. So liberal, I make Nancy Pelosi cry with shame. <laughs> and Skyping his way toward us from the right, it's the man Speaker John Bonner calls Sir. It's Jim the Hammer. <laughs> All right, Jim, we were talking about Texas Governor Rick Perry and his prayer rally. Go on. Well, you know, I found it ironic that there were what, 30,000 people in the stadium and 50 outside were protesting and everybody focused on the 50. <laughs> Yeah, there are people protesting because they weren't included, and they're talking to someone, and they think, of course, they were They were welcome. They just chose not to come in. Yeah, well, what I found ironic was that this was supposed to be a non-political event. Uh, we have two quotes from Rick Perry, governor of Texas. Here's the first one about his prayer meeting. Join your fellow Americans in a day of prayer and fasting on behalf of our nation. I mean, that sounds pretty straightforward and, as promised, non-political. But in his very next quote, he says... I'm going to be praying for our country's... Uh, economic uh, prosperity. There are just so many people that can't take care of their family because governments overtaxed, overregulated, overlitigated. Oh, baloney. I mean, makes sense to me. Well, of course it makes sense to you. You're a Republican, but this is not non-political. This is totally political. This is a giant political rally that you can buy and pay for without reporting it to the campaign commission. What a crock. Anyway, you know, that's what's wrong with America. What's wrong with America? Everybody thinks there's some sort of ulterior motive. Maybe his maybe his motives were just that a prayer for America. And who can argue with praying for America? Yeah, exactly. Who can argue with praying for America? The minute I try to point out the fact that this is just a obvious campaign stunt, I become the godless liberal because who can argue with praying for America? What a Oh, my God. The governor of the second largest state in the union has a prayer rally about how government has ruined this country and he's a possible presidential contender and it's not political. Have you ever thought that maybe he just wanted to pray? Maybe he just wanted a little peace from the almighty. Honestly, Jim, the thought never crossed my mind. Maybe he just wanted to pray maybe he just wanted to pray well in that case i would point out to governor perry matthew chapter 6 verse 5 and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners and perhaps football fields to be seen by others truly i say to you they have received their reward in full but 
When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. I mean, Rick Perry, come on! Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Did not... Jesus pray in front of the multitudes, and that wasn't in private. So obviously, you know, you take your context your way, and you know, Rick Rick's going to take it his way, and that's what's great about America. We can disagree. Well, we are going to have to disagree on this one, but I still think it's a political stunt. There are certain politicians who actually they know how to do this and how to how to how to affect and how to appeal to the, the public and the masses and how to get out the vote and you know these are it's, some of them are new politicians some are old time politicians and, and they've really got a plan yeah unfortunately most of them are about as sane as michelle bachman or dennis kucinich um <laughs> Hey, Alex, I was thinking uh, more of Vladimir Putin and Dmitry Mendenda. <laughs> These are the two Russian presidential candidates. Um, fill us in, Jim. I'm not sure everybody caught this this week, so they won't get to reference. They have the best campaign commercials that you, you're not going to see. You're not going to see old Pat Lays doing this. They both have stripper girls. And I, I can't make this stuff, Alex. They have these 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 buxom young ladies in public stripping when people make contributions or stripping when people pour beer in a bucket to, to be anti-drinking because you know well there's an, that's not a popular stance in Russia, but they're anti-drinking and if you're pouring your beer in the bucket every time it gets to another leader, off comes another article of clothing. <laughs> I think I, I honestly, I think Michelle Bachman. I, th- I even think that Mr. Hopeless and Change can should get a get a page from these guys and go get some girls. You know, maybe we don't even have to exploit the girls. We can have Michelle Bachman and Barack Obama strip themselves. I'd throw in a pint of beer for that. I would too. Of course, it wouldn't be good beer, but I. <laughs> no, no, I throw bud in the bucket. I throw bud in the bucket. I won't drink it, but I'll throw bud in the bucket. <laughs> I. I a new road for the what do you got to lose party oh yeah it sounds like a great idea but then it just occurred to me who in the hell would strip for us <laughs> you and i you and i we're gonna go to the fountain they're gonna throw beer in there to keep our clothes on <laughs> 10 bucks and this sock does not come off <laughs> the crowd will be like pay the man pay the man <laughs> what do you think comet oh, leave it on jim leave it on my god, Jim, the liberal's taking his clothes off. Oh, god, I know you told me not to pee on the floor, but this is scary stuff, Jim. Oh, I was gonna say some things, but this is a uh, kind of a family show. <laughs> yeah, we, we try to keep it at least PG. All I'm thinking is those teeth are sharp. All right, I apologize, but you know, and, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not throwing that. Nope, we're not going there. And I did notice that the great budget crisis is over. 
and um, all these uh, wonderful cuts, which, oh, do not take effect till at least 2014. <laughs> yep, they're right on the ball down there. 2014, which will be uh, right after a congressional election, I do believe. <laughs> By an amazing coincidence. Well, I'll be, you don't see. <laughs> And that segues us very nicely into Jeff from Cabbage Patch, Florida's song this week. Like us, he was watching the budget battle and its aftermath. And this is what he had to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff from Cabbage Patch. Want to talk about the myth of the job creator. You speak for the rich from the lips of my legislator. <laughs> they pay for his campaigns. He counts them as his friends. Puts his car in gears, puts dirt on me with his Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Congressman, well, he's much too dumb to see this for a myth. Taxes simply mean a new mistress to play with. <laughs> MW, MB, it's a mighty fine place to be. MW, UMB, we'll fight together and always be free. Once again, Cabbage Patch Jeff hits one right out of the park, right into left field. Um, I listen to my dad's songs and I realize, yeah, I'm nothing but a chip off the old block. Anyway, Jeff was not the only one who had something artistic to say on the debt crisis that ended last week. Renee, our longtime listener and occasional commentator here on MWMB, Submitted a poem. Is this, am I going to need a t uh, cloth to cry? Yes, probably. So we're going to have that poem read by uh, <clears throat> Maynard G. Krebs II. Um, <laughs> and it's called The Debt Ceiling Debate. The debt ceiling debate makes me quite irate. For progress we hope, or a compromise to see in the nightly news update. But our Congress critters are eight, finger point, vacillate. As the deadline grows near, the markets start to worry, driving up our interest rate. We look to our head of state to set the story straight, but his pleas are ignored as the Congress deplores them that caused this dire strait. What taxes we must raise, enough of these delays. Our past is caught up, we must drink the bitter cup and pay for our spending ways. Thank you, Renee. That, that, was, that was fantastic. And thank you, Alex, for doing your best Maynard G. Krebs uh, impersonation. It did, however, like Eddie Murphy from Saturday Night Live. Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. <laughs> Barking, do he bite? Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. Of course, Comet, the conservative talking wonder dog, is over in the corner right now going, No, Jim, no, don't kill the landlord. He's the capitalist good guy. Kill the tenant, Jim. Kill the tenant. Pay the rent, then kill him. 
Oh, well, this seems like it's been a pretty full show, Jim. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about this week before we sign off? I can just say, you know, up here in Vermont, it's tourist season, so how come we can't shoot them? <laughs> oh, how true. <laughs> No, but uh, uh, let's 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 do our let's do an award. Oh yeah, let's definitely do an award. We've we've got to do an award this and, week. And you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get some background music for this one though. Okay. So uh, I, I I still think this week's award uh, should be the uh, our hats off to you as well as everything else to Vladimir Putin and uh, President uh, Dmitry Mamadov uh, or wherever you are over in Russia. Oh, shucks. You're absolutely right, Jim. We have to give the award to them this week. Who else could come up with lyrics like, I want a man like Putin, one full of strength. One who won't be a drunk, one who won't hurt me, one who won't run away. I want a man like Putin. There's a glass of vodka, a bucket of beer, and uh, and, and God bless you both. So, Medvedev and Putin, we here at MWMB salute so you. All right, well, normally we'd kick in the MWMB music and shuffle on out of here, but, you know, I had so much fun doing it that I want to end this week's show with a reprise. Uh, not Satan's Sandwich again, is it? Yes, indeed. I want to sing Satan's Sandwich one more time. Oh, oh we got a bunch of it's a Satan's Sandwich, Satan's Sandwich, Satan's Sandwich. <laughs> you got to admit, that was pretty good, huh? That was the best song I've heard you sing all week. That was the only song you heard me sing all week. Go ahead. Well, as you no doubt know, unless you were hiding under a rock, the debt deal that was closed last week between Democrats and Republicans was derided by Democrat Emmanuel Cleaver as a sugar-coated Satan sandwich, uh, which got played over and over again on the news media. On the surface, it looks like a Satan sandwich. However, neither Jim nor I knew what a Satan sandwich was. <laughs> So we snuck into the Second Street First Liberal Church, and sure enough, they were singing the hymn, Satan Sandwich. So we'll leave you with that this week. So on the surface, it looks like a Satan Sandwich. Let me have an amen! Amen! It looks like a Satan Sandwich. Oh Lord, I want to tell you about a Satan Sandwich, a death deal sandwich covered up with sin. News folks won't stop yakking, politicians are back slapping, no one's talking about the trouble we are in. Cause we didn't raise no taxes, we didn't stop no wars, we did not eat our peas, and we didn't do our chores. We raised up the dead ceiling, now we'll fight about the bill. No money for expansion, the country's standing still. We put nine billion in, and we took nine billion out. We don't know where it's coming from, listen to us shout. It's a desperation debt deal, hides the trouble that we're in. But it's just a Satan sandwich and it's covered up with sin. On the surface, it looks like a Satan sandwich. That's it. We are out of here. Have a good week. Goodbye.